0: This year we're taking a year-long journey through the New Testament book of Mark. Today we find ourselves in the fourth chapter where Jesus tells a story, a parable about a farmer sowing his seed. And I believe there's a lesson in this for us, a lesson that Jesus wants us to learn this Easter. We find the story, Mark 4, verses 1 through 3. Listen as I read. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat down in it on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the river's edge. He he taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It, it sprang up quickly because the, 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 the soil was shallow. But when the sun came out, the plants were scorched and withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that, that they did not bear any grain. Still, another seed fell on good soil, it came up, grew, and produced a crop, multiplying 30, 60, or even 100 times. And then Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let, let's pray. Dear dear Father, I thank you so very much for this opportunity to share this message. And, and God, I would pray that you would speak through me to each of us. And God, I would pray for open hearts and open minds to your word today. God, help us to be good soil this morning. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. You know, we've gathered this morning specifically to celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus. Those two events are what Christianity is all about. The Apostle Paul emphasized that truth in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1-4, through where he wrote these words, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preach to you, which you have received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain." For what I received, I passed on to you as a first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. And then Paul goes on for a few more verses, talking about all the people that saw Jesus alive after His resurrection, including Himself, who saw Jesus later on the road to Damascus. Now people, this is good news. It was good news that Paul preached, and it is good news that we preach here at the Church of Christ. This is good news that Paul and the Corinthian believers, they received it and believe it, and we too can receive it and believe it. This was the message, the good news that saved them, and it can save us also, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, paying the penalty that we deserve because of our wrongs, and that Jesus was buried and rose again, giving us victory over sin and death, that is, if we receive the good news and believe in Jesus Really, that's the key to Christianity, receiving the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection and believing in Him. As a matter of fact, that's what Jesus wanted from the crowd who was listening to Him that day in Mark 4. He wanted them to receive His good news and believe in Him, but sadly, but sadly not everyone in the crowd received the good news and believed in Him. And sadly, not everyone today has received the good news and believed in Jesus. The death and resurrection of Jesus can change any person's life and eternity. And yet many people have never heard the good news. And many more people have heard it, but have never received it or believed in Jesus. Well, today we are proclaiming that good news. In our service this morning, we are proclaiming it in the scriptures that have been read. We have proclaimed it in the song that has been sung. We have proclaimed it here in my message. The question is, how will you respond to this good news? How you, will you respond to the good news of Christ's death and resurrection? The four kinds of soil in Jesus' story represent four kinds of hearts. Four different ways that you and I can respond to the good news of Jesus. The question is, which soil, which heart, describes the response, our response, to Jesus' good news? The first heart is a hard heart, which rejects Jesus' good news. This is represented by the hard ground along the path, where the birds come and eat the seeds that the farmer has sown. That that day the disciples wanted to know the meaning behind this story. And so they asked Jesus, Mark 4, verses 10 through 12. When he was alone, and the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them the secret of the kingdom has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, and ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might churn and be forgiven. Jesus is describing here people at the two ends of the faith spectrum. At one end of the spectrum are the disciples, who have received the good news, and who have believed in Jesus. At the other end of the spectrum are those who have rejected Jesus and His good news. Many in the crowd were seeing the miraculous things that Jesus was doing. But they were not perceiving that He was from God, that He was the promised Messiah. They were hearing the Bible messages that Jesus was teaching... But they were not understanding those lessons. The truth is, they didn't care to understand Jesus' lessons. They didn't care to understand Jesus' new good news. Because their minds were already made up. Their hearts were hard. They had already decided to reject Jesus and his good news. That's the hard ground along the path. Listen, listen to what Jesus says next. Mark four thirteen and 14. It says, Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path. Where the word is sown, as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Here Jesus compares a farmer sowing seed to him sharing God's word. He is sharing God's word in hope that they will hear his word, that it will be planted in their hearts and lives, and it will grow, and it will bear fruit. But whether that happens all depends On what kind of soil, upon what kind of soil the seed is sown? Upon what kind of a heart receives the word? A hard ground can't produce a harvest because the seed can't be planted in it. And so birds simply come and eat it. The same thing is true with a hard heart. It can't produce a spiritual harvest harvest, because the word doesn't get planted in in a person's heart and life. Oh, they may hear the good news of Jesus in a service like this, or on the radio or television. They may hear about the saving message of his death and resurrection, but they never really give it any thought. Satan doesn't let it get planted in their heart and mind. Their minds instead are already made up. They've rejected God's good news. And they just keep living their lives the same way that they have always lived them. When what they can have in Jesus is an abundant life, an eternal life in Him. Of course, we can do this on any given Sunday. We can hear a message from God's Word. We can even take notes on the message. But that can be where it ends. If we never apply the message to our lives. If we never plant it in our hearts and minds. And we just keep living our lives the way that we have always lived them. I wonder today, is your heart a hard heart? Have you heard the word and not let it get planted in your heart and life? Have you heard Jesus' good news and not received it or believed it? The second heart is a shallow heart, which abandons Jesus' good news. This is represented by the rocky ground where there is not much soil. Jesus explains the meeting behind this soil, this, this heart, Mark 4, verses 16 and 17. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no roots, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes, because of the word, they quickly fall away. My brother-in-law as a farm up in northern Iowa. It is like most farms in that part of Iowa. It is rocky ground. There are piles of rock stacked near every field because the rocks are just continually rising to the surface. That is not the kind of rocky ground described here in Jesus' story. Instead, it is a thin layer of of soil over a, a hard layer of rock. And so seeds, if they end up being planted on that kind of shallow soil, the plants may spring up quickly. But when the sun comes out, the plants are scorched and withered because they have no roots. And Jesus says this rocky ground is like people who hear the word. That here, Jesus' is good news. Now, they don't reject the message like, like the hard-hearted do. Instead, they receive it with joy. I mean, if you really understand the good news of Jesus, His death and resurrection, there will be joy in your heart. But with a shallow heart, that good news doesn't take root in a person's life. God's Word doesn't take root... In the person's life. This describes a shallow faith at best. And so when the joy wears off and when problems and persecution and difficulties come, this person falls away. They abandon Jesus' good news. I mean, they're like fickle Illini fans. One week, they are the greatest team with the greatest coach. The next week, after a loss... In the tournament, they are a bunch of losers with a losing coach. We can do that with Jesus. I mean, we can think that Jesus is awesome. He did so many awesome things. Most important, he died on the cross for my sins. He rose from the dead to give me life, new life in him. But if our faith never goes beyond that, when difficulties come, attest test. Our shallow faith, all of a sudden, Jesus doesn't seem as, often, as awesome as he did. Jesus' good news doesn't seem like good news anymore, and no longer are we interested in following him. I, I wonder is your heart a shallow heart? Has God's word, has, has Jesus' good news taken root in your heart and life? Or is your faith a shallow faith that has abandoned or will abandon his good news? The, the third heart is a distracted heart which forgets Jesus' good news. This is represented by the weedy ground where weeds grow and choke out the plants so that they produce no grain. Here's Jesus' explanation of this kind of soil, this kind of heart. Mark 4, verses 18 and 19. Still others like seed sown among thorns hear the word. But the worries of this world, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Notice these people, they hear the word. I mean, they hear Jesus' good news, but all too quickly, that message is crowded out. It is crowded out by the worries of life. The deceptive lure of money and the desire for other things resulting in no spiritual fruit. I like the way the contemporary Bible, the message, puts that verse. It says, the seed cast in the weeds represent the ones who hear the kingdom news, but are overwhelmed with worries about all the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. The stress strangles what they heard, and nothing comes for it. You know, when I I read those verses, I immediately thought about the rich young man who comes to Jesus one day and asks Him what he needs to do to have eternal life. And Jesus lists some of the Ten Commandments. And the young man was able to say to him that he had kept those commandments since he was a boy. And so he wants to know what else he needed to do. And Jesus answers him, telling him that he just lacks one thing. He needs to go and sell all his possessions and give the money to the poor and come follow him. And the Bible says that the young man is deeply dismayed by Jesus' words. He goes away grieving because he owned much property. This rich young man had a decision to make. Would Jesus be first in his life or would the world and its wealth be first? And he chose the world and its wealth. We are faced with the same decision. Will Jesus be first in our life or will the world and its wealth Will our focus be on our spiritual life or upon our worldly life? Will we be most concerned about doing God's will or doing our own will? We all know what response Jesus would want us to make. He would want us to put Him first. He'd want us to focus on our spiritual life and He would want us to do God's will. But is that the choice that we're making? As we live out our lives each day. I mean, putting Jesus first, focusing on our spiritual lives, doing God's will. I tell you, it is easy to have a distracted heart where the things of the world become more important than the things of God. Where the good news that we desire most is not Jesus' good news. I wonder, is your heart a distracted heart? Have you forgotten how good Jesus' good news is? Have you turned away from God and turned towards the world? The fourth heart is a receptive heart. A receptive heart which receives and multiplies Jesus' good news. This is represented by the good ground where the plants grow... And multiply Jesus has this to say about the fourth soil, the fourth heart. Mark four, verse 20. Others like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it and produce a crop 30, 60, or even a hundred times that which was sown. What would a farmers want from their ground? I mean, they want the seeds that they plant to germinate and produce healthy plants. And they want those healthy plants to produce an abundant harvest. And Jesus wants the exact same thing from his followers. He wants the seeds of God's Word, the seeds of Jesus' good news, to be planted deep in our lives to produce healthy disciples. And then he wants us as healthy disciples to produce an abundant harvest, an abundant spiritual harvest. And that's what Jesus describes here. Those with receptive hearts, they hear the word, they hear Jesus' good news, they accept the word, they receive it into their hearts and lives, and the word produces a spiritual harvest in their lives and in the lives of. Of others, According to what I read this week, one bag of corn seed will plant a little more than two acres. And two acres have the potential of producing more than 400 bushels of corn. Sometimes more than, a lot more than that. Or, or said another way, think about this. One 50-pound bag of corn seed has the potential of producing 22,400 pounds of corn. I mean, I find that amazing. I find it amazing what God and a farmer can do to produce a corn harvest. It is equally amazing that God and a disciple can produce a great spiritual harvest. But people... Just as a a physical harvest will not happen with hard ground, or rocky ground, or weedy ground, a spiritual harvest won't happen with a hard heart, or shallow heart, or distracted heart. What it takes is good, rich soil. What it takes is an open receptive heart for God to produce a spiritual harvest in and through us and maybe it's 30fold or maybe it's 60fold or maybe it's 100fold or maybe it's a thousandfold And so do you have an open and receptive heart have you received God's word and Jesus' good news in your life? Have you planted it deep in your heart and life? Is God producing a spiritual harvest in and through you? Oh boy, those are some big questions, aren't they? Well, Let me share some practical applications as we close this morning. This is the kind of message that we need to do something about. And let me suggest three things. Number one... Take some time this week and honestly evaluate the condition of your heart towards Jesus' good news. I mean, is your heart a hard heart where you reject Him? Is it a shallow heart, again, where it doesn't go deep, it doesn't take root into our lives? Is it a distracted heart where, again, the world draws us away from it, or do we have that receptive heart? That grows and produces for God. Number two, humbly ask God to open your heart that you might receive Jesus' good news and believe in him. That's that's what he wanted, Mark 4. That's what he wanted from the, the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15. He wanted them to believe the good news, to receive the good news, and then to believe in him. And then number three, once you have received Jesus' good news and believe in him, share it with others that they might receive and believe. It's a message that we need to share. And so our challenge to you, our challenge to you today is to be the good soil, to be the good receptive heart that God can use to impact others. Let's pray. Dear Father, again, uh, this is a challenging message. This is a challenging story, and it causes us to look into our lives and look into our hearts and how we receive your word, how we receive Jesus' good news. And so God, help us to see that clearly. God, I pray that you will open the hearts of those who are listening and that you might be able to work in them more than ever before. That's, that's our prayer. And, and God, it is also our prayer. That for those of us who have received the good news, for those of us who have accepted Jesus and made Him Lord and Savior of our life, this message is too great to keep to ourselves. And so help us to share it. Work in and through us to make a difference in our world. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. We want to thank you for sharing with us this Easter morning. Uh, again, if, if there's some way that we can minister to you, if this message got to your heart and, and we can help you, please give us a call. You can call us on our, our, our church phone. That's 217-379-4443. Or you can call us or excuse me, you can can go to our website, paxtonchurchofchrist.org, and we've got a contact page there. Again, we thank you for listening. We thank you for sharing. We always invite you to come and share with us on Sunday morning. You can be right here in person, and you can do so safely. But if not, we'll, we'll be here next Sunday to share with you the Word of God. Again, thanks for listening. Look forward to sharing with you next Sunday.